This podcast includes explicit language and sensitive topics that some may find offensive. All views expressed belong to the individual speaking and not a representation of any entity that we have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. It's a chance to back out now. That being said, if, if not, not, enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. Are we taking care of our own mental health? Are you going to continue to run from it and be left by the wayside? Or are you going to embrace it? And I don't want you going into it thinking, yo, this is going to solve all my issues. It's going to solve them all. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't want to talk to you. Welcome back, people. It's Black Man Misunderstood Podcast. It's your co-host, Mike B. And my boy. The neighborhood therapist, Y1. Just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be Yo, what's good, Brody? What's up with you? Out here active all day. <laughs> Helping these clients. I, I feel you. I feel you. Live their best life. Hey, any any uh good updates for the people? My clients are lit. Nah, man, you gotta that's give me more than that. Great, that's always a great update. That's a great update, but you gotta give me more than that, man. Like any big moves you done did or that's coming. What uh, what Kevin Gates say? I don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. I don't know. <laughs> yo, shout out to Gates, yo. <laughs> As you can see, my my brother over here is trying to hold tight on some big news, but it's all good. He'll he'll release it later on at some point. What is the news? It's because it's news to me. What you mean? You you just doing your thing, bro? I'm proud of you. I appreciate it, man. You know, but I'm all right. You know, in, in the Bible, it tells you be humble. Of course. Stay of course. out the that's, way. That's what we know? tried to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I do think that the listeners are waiting on an episode that I think me and you are running from, but we're not going to be able to run too much longer, man. What episode are you talking about? Man, we're going to have to have an episode about religion, bro. We're going to have to. We can't, we can't keep running. It's I don't, look, look, I don't think we running. I, I think we just came into a flow that is going to show up at the right time. All right. That's what's up. <laughs> Are you ready for that smoke, though? Is my question. Bruh, I ain't worried about that smoke. I'm ready for it. I, <laughs> look, look, look. I already know what's coming with the smoke, bruh. <laughs> I know what's coming with the smoke. Hey, man. Hey, we, we already touched on some points already. I already know what's coming with the smoke, bro. I ain't worried about it. All because, right, man. So look, I'm going to just say it like this. That whole religion talk, just don't think I don't have knowledge on the other ones, people. I oh. do. Oh. I do. And oh. we all got our flaws. So let's let's not attack one and not attack the other and call them on the ish. I ain't gonna lie. I think we're gonna have to have a guest on that so we can have a referee. Because I think me and you, that that's gonna be the day me and you gonna have to really 
take them gloves off and go for each other's necks, man. I feel it. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> we'll, we'll go find a ref, man. We'll get ready for that one, man. But we'll, what's up with today, man? All right. All right. I think I know last episode we talked about a little bit of a little bit more of my background. I think we need to get into some of yours, but in, and talk about it in a broader broader atmosphere, I guess, at the same time. But basically, you know, let's let's start to focus on mental health in the black community. Because you know that is your thing though, bro. Absolutely. So Absolutely. let the people know what you do for a living, sir. Okay. I am a psychotherapist. I have been a psychotherapist for about three years going on four. My specialties include fatherlessness, anger management, racial stress, racial stress slash trauma, and of course, auto therapy. Uh, let them know a little bit more about that last one you dropped there. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as, as I stated in one of my fire sessions, I forget what episode it was. I think I was talking about college. Um, auto therapy is a new form of counseling slash therapy that was created by me where you get a client either in the passenger seat or in the back seat of the vehicle you drive them around and you have your therapeutic session while the client is comfortable of course you gotta have a seatbelt on while we drive around town or we drive back highways we i even drive into the beach just wherever you're you're most peaceful at within the constraints of the time of your session of course See, you always got some good news. I knew you had to talk about that right there. But um, be- before we go any further, can-, can you explain the difference between a psychiatrist, uh, a psychologist, you know what I'm trying to say. Psychologist. Yeah. And then psychotherapist slash coach. Can-, can you explain to the people what's the difference? Mm, okay. So you have mental health providers. These are people that have gone through state-approved trainings and can provide expert mental health services when you're in need, when you have issues. Um, the thing about that is that there's is picture mental health provider as an umbrella, and you have streams under that umbrella of different types of mental health providers. So okay. you have a psychiatrist. Those are medical doctors. Those are people that have gone to medical school. They can counsel, but they usually don't. They don't usually like to do the one-on-one, um, asking you how you're doing, sitting you. They call it talk therapy. They don't like doing talk therapy. They are there to ask you what's going on, gather information, and then give you the either the psychological test that you need mm-hmm. and, and or subscribe medication. Okay. Those are the only uh, mental health providers that can subscribe you medication for your disorder that they, they that's what they call in the dsm-5 oh, okay. okay okay um you also have a psychotherapist psychotherapist is also a broad term because almost all of the mental health providers fall under psychotherapy okay so i'm just going to push that one to the side because i don't want to confuse people you have a psychologist yes a psychologist and a psychiatrist are not the same thing, people. A psychologist is a doctorate-level version of an LPC. And I'll get into an LPC in a second. 
or an LCSW. Um, psychologists can provide talk therapy with the extent of they can do full-blown psychological tests. What I mean by a full-blown psychological test is they can do a mental health evaluation plus IQ test. Okay? That makes sense? Okay. No, that's making sense. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. A licensed clinical social worker, which is also considered a psychotherapist, is a state-approved professional with a master's degree who can counsel, but they work on a broader scope on with, with clients finding support within their social environment. Hint, social worker. That makes sense? Gotcha. So they, gotcha. They're more focused on, they, they, they are focused on you, but they're also focused on resources outside of you to help you. Mm, okay. okay. And then you have me. I'm going to get a little fire session here real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Fire session. You have the licensed professional counselors. They are state-approved professionals with master's degree who counsel, and they focus on providing emotional and behavioral therapy support. So we focus on cognitive disorders. We focus on helping you get better mentally, either through talk therapy or do evidence-based practice, right? Clinical social workers do the same thing. They just do on a, uh, like I said, like on a broader scale, they want to do it socially, right? Here's my issue. I am sick of my fellow clinicians looking at LPCs as if we are on a low on a totem pole. The biggest difference between a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed professional counselor is that a licensed clinical social worker can bill Medicare. That's it. An LPC right now, in the state of Texas anyway, cannot bill Medicare. We can bill Medicaid insurance, but we are not allowed to bill Medicare. Medicare is for uh, geriatric, the older, older generation, right? So that's the only biggest difference to me, biggest difference to me. But for some reason, and again, this is all personal pain. This is me going into my fire session. I feel like there are a lot of clinical social workers out there that kind of snare their nose up at LPCs because they're like, huh, y'all not real. Y'all not official. You know what I'm saying? That's something that uh, is hardly spoken about in the psychology community. But again, I welcome on smoke. I'm always welcome to bringing up a licensed clinical social worker up here so we can have that conversation. But those are the biggest differences. Yes, they all from time to time beef with each other. Um, I've seen psychologists beefing with psychiatrists just because. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's business. You see what I'm saying? And it, and it happens. It happens. Okay. But those are the biggest differences between. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, imagine how a client feels searching for somebody to help them. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing, man. It is. It is. And I can, I can see why our people specifically, black mm -hmm. folks, yeah. get confused and try to stay away. I can I can understand even more now with the the breakdown in the definitions and basically misunderstanding of each role yeah. or position. Yeah. Yeah. So with that what is the difference between counseling and 
therapy for folk. Yikes. <laughs> it, it, it really does. Depend, it depends on who you ask, Mike. So what I'll do is I'll give you my definition and how I really feel about it. Counseling focuses on the problem and solving the problem in the shortest amount of time. Those sessions are usually eight to 12 sessions. Those can be weekly sessions. Those can be bi-weekly sessions. Those can be monthly sessions, completely up to your therapist and the client. Okay. okay? Therapy, on the other hand, is focused on a, on a wider term of the issue. So it wants to teach specific techniques that arise to help you deal with the issues that are coming you know, from your life. And it usually goes beyond eight sessions. I see therapy lasting eh, three to five, three to five months. Oh, sometimes, wow. yeah, sometimes longer because you're you're dealing with the totality of the issue, not just well, my kids aren't listening. I need help. That's counseling. Okay. We'll come in, you know, we'll talk about that. We'll break bread. We'll figure it out, and then within eight sessions, I've given you some evidence-based practices, and you're implementing them, and you feel better about them. So you're kind of like, you know what? I feel better. Um, and we do what is called an exit plan. Now, if I'm being honest with you, most therapists will tell you this. A lot of us don't ever get to the exit plan because a lot of our clients just miraculously just stop showing up. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. So. Uh huh. When, when you mean stop showing up, are you just, are you equating all patients, all walks of life, or are you just talking about specifically the black? community i would say all it's, okay it's, it's just a phenomenon when you feel better you just so basically when you're sick let's say you get a head cold right mm -hmm. and you've been in the house all day you're weak you've been drinking your soups or whatever remedies that you have right yeah towards the very last day of your sickness you still feel sick but you feel better aren't you gonna go outside man i'm good i, I can go drive to cps mm, good point that's what a lot of clients do. They'd be like, well, you know what? I feel better. I don't have to spend that money. I'm good. And then they just stop showing up. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. But those are the major differences to me between the two. But a lot of people use them interchangeably. And it's really not that big of a deal. Um, if you tell me you're in counseling, if you tell me you're in therapy, I know exactly what you mean. You're ultimately getting help for issues that you're having at home or within your lifestyle. So I completely get it. Okay. Okay. So I feel like this next question I'm going to ask you, mm -hmm. I can hold off because I feel as though you're going to answer it with the question right behind it. Well, shit, you already threw it out there. You might as well. The listeners going to get mad at you, Mike. Nah, they're not going to get mad. They're going to understand because they're going to. So I'll ask both. Okay. Which I think you'll probably answer that answer with the question so i'll answer the second one first okay. i'll ask the second one first what makes you passionate about this work and you being a black individual in the field why is there a lack of the black males in this in this community uh and you you're referring to into the psychology community no 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 but i'm referring to the therapist community okay okay so the first question is, why am I passionate about it? Yeah. I, I wasn't at first, if I'm being candid. Um, my first love was engineering. I love 
doing things with my hands. I love fixing things. I love breaking things and making them better. Um, I'm talking. Huh? Definitely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, as a kid, I used to break my toys on purpose just to uh, replace them with other parts of the toys and make them better, make them like superior toys and things like that. Um, so I came into college and I wanted to do engineering. But then if I'm being honest with you, it was too much math. It was too much science. And I was like, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest, man, I was like, yo, I'm not trying to do all of that. Um, I am actually pretty good at engineering, but um, what happened was a chance uh, interaction with a, one of the psychology professors on the campus. Uh, she had bumped into me. Shout out to Mrs. Walker. Um, and she just pulled me to the side and she was like, young man, what are you majoring in? And I was like, well, I'm undecided. Uh, it was psychology because, as y'all know, I came from the State County Community College. That was my major there. I did psychology. Um, and I'm, I was interested in it, but it didn't really, it was just one of those things like, again, you're from the hood. You're just like, let's just pick a major, get through college because you need a degree and just get a nice paying job. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get you. It wasn't until I got into psychology, 2301, 2302, started going through the classes, um, started learning about systematic racism, um, just all the, the things that come with psychology, how they manipulate our minds, things like that. It got me more interested. And I was like, damn, like, man, it's a lot of mind control going on in the world. It's a lot of it's a lot of things in totality that's going on with our brains. So I started learning about the hippocampus, mm-hmm. the occipital lobe. And how the occipital lobe controls your vision and things like that. All that stuff started piquing my interest. I was like, yo, what? The brain got how many faces to it? And this part of the brain does this? And that part does that? Like, So it started piquing my interest. I was like, okay, all right, cool. But to say that the passion was there, it never was until I got to the master's program. Okay. The passion was born out of straight... Uh, dare I say, get back, rage, because like I spoke, you know, the professors, the professors told me, you know, you ain't built for this. And when you tell me something like that, oh, I show up, I'll turn on real quick. Oh, who who can't jump over the car? Let me show you real quick. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. And then what happened was I started to gain a passion for it because I realized And during my internships, um, I was forced to actually go in and do counseling, do therapy with certain clients. And after about seven, eight, nine, ten sessions, they would come back in tears and they're just like, oh, my gosh, I feel my life changing. Thank you so much. You changed my life. You know, I I even had a um, suicidal client tell me. um, So what it was is that they were suicidal. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, they had a blade on them in session. Right? Wow. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, if I'm not, if I'm being honest, I really think this is where the passion completely engulfed me. And I was like, you know what? This is what I'm supposed to be doing. The client pulled out the blade in session. And I was, I was frozen. I just looked at him like, yo, okay. I know what hood justice want to do. <laughs> Boy, Justice Payne Tyson, the intern? Because I'm not, I, at this point, I'm not the neighborhood therapist at this point. I am just, a newbie, I am fresh in the game, I am a deer, like, wide-eyed, like, yep. coming towards me, right? Yep. I'm like, okay, so hood tactics ain't gonna work for this client, okay? <laughs> it's not gonna work. 
I'm like, all right. So I had to tone myself down. I was like, hey, look, can you do me a favor? Is it all right with you if I stick my hand out and I take that blade from you? Client was like, no, no, I might want to use it. So I had to I had to say a few things, you know, I had to use my my counseling techniques. Eventually the client gave me the blade. So I had to make sure that, that my client was okay walking out of there, or I had to make sure that there was not intent to really harm themselves. Because if there was intent to harm themselves, they tell you about the confidentiality. I have um the right to break confidentiality if you're gonna harm yourself or harm others. At that point, I had to assess whether that client was going to harm himself just because they had the blade didn't mean it was going to do it they could have been crying out for help but this yeah. is the this is the gray area that they don't speak about with psychology all of that accountability is on me as the psychotherapist mm. you understand so yeah depending on how i move i could be responsible for somebody losing their life or continuing to live their life yeah that's a lot of power right yeah let me tell you how I diffuse the situation. Like, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm listening. The client four sessions ago told me how much they love Rocky Road ice cream. Oh, wow. Okay. So I just told him straight up. I said, listen, if I can convince, because I was working for an organization at the time, I said, if I can convince the organization to get you some Rocky Road ice cream in here right now. How would you feel about that? Client's face lit up. Huh? That's what they said to me. Huh? <laughs> I was like, they, they want to make sure they heard you right. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I said, listen, I said, you're you came into this session telling me that you don't want to be here. You want to kill yourself. But I know that you like Rocky Road ice cream. So do you want to really leave this world and not? be able to eat Rocky Road ice cream again. The client immediately bust out in tears. Wow. And was like, can I please get out of here so I can get some Rocky Road ice cream? I don't want to die. I just feel so lonely. You know, I'm in a dark place. And they just, after that, the, the client just really opened up, was real animated. I mean, came back to life, Mike. No BS, man. Wow. No BS. And I just was like, wow. Just using imagery, something that the client liked, brought that person back to life. And I was able to do that with just my word. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I think that day right there is when my passion evolved for it because I was like, man, I'm super creative like with my thought process. And I don't really know some people that too many people that really think like me. Like I'm I'm so out the box, bro. I don't really can I don't concern myself with the rules. Like I won't, I won't go too far. Of course, I'm gonna be ethical, but I'm a risk taker. I'll take those risks to save your life. I'm yeah. him. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's. I think that's where my passion was born right there. Right. That particular situation. And I won't go any further than that. You know, out of confidentiality. But that that it did end well. The client, the client is doing well to this day. Yeah. That is that that that's a real dope story, and I commend you on that, brother. And you wasn't even. Fully licensed at that point, yeah. I was an intern, bro. <laughs> Yo, imagine, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Man. Now back to the the other question: Why do you think there's a lack of black males in the therapist community? 
uh, honestly speaking, there's no money involved. They, the, the, the black men feel like there's no money involved. I'm not about to go sit down, listen to your problems. I got my own problem, right? Mm. Two, historically, psychotherapy is looked at as, excuse me, as a woman's field. Let's just be honest. Right? Okay. Look at TV. It's only recently you see somebody like, oh, Dr. Phil. And and you equate that to a psychotherapist or a psychologist. And you're like, oh, that's what that's what counseling is? That's what therapy is? Nah, I don't want that. I ain't about to have Dr. Phil telling me what's right and what's wrong. And that's so far from it. Wow. Another reason why are you speaking about black men or just men in general? Oh no, no. I was specifically asking about black men. Yeah, another reason why black men just stay away from this is a lack of representation. And if I'm being honest, I'm not taking a shot at anybody. But if I'm a kid from the hood, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing for me to be from the suburbs. I see certain things and I'm cool with it, right? But if I'm yeah. a kid from the hood, right? I was raised around what I was raised around. And I see a therapist come to my high school or come to the hood and they got a suit and a tie on and they start talking about mental health, I might zone them out. Not gonna lie to you. Mm. I might zone them out because I'm like, mm, I hear you, but you know, whatever, right? Because okay. you got to come in here, you got to do a job. Yep. Mike, I can't, I've lost track of how many times I've gone into high schools or into events where there are a lot of black youth, black men, mm-hmm. and I'm dressed up as me. I'm not in a suit and tie, bro. I got my I got my sneakers on, some jeans, and then my um all those sweet counseling t-shirts. T-shirts, bro. <laughs> all right. And I go in there and I start speaking. It's 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 intelligent speaking, but it's in a sense, it's the way I'm speaking to you right now. It's very um human. It's me. It's Down me. Yeah, down there. There you go. Down there. Because not to say that the clinical speakers are not human. It's just it's down to earth. It's me. I, I don't want to switch that up. And a a lot of, man. Yeah. And a lot of the kids after after the speech is over, they come up to me. And they're like, you're joking. Right. And I'm like, what you mean? Oh, yeah. What you mean? You're not really a therapist. Like therapists, they, they don't do what you do. You're, you're too you're too cool. You're too live. You know, whatever words the kids is using. I think I was like, nah, this like, is. Yeah, all of that stuff. And I'm like, nah, this is really what I do, bro. I just, I want to be that representation for me as a kid that I wanted to see. And if I really was going to sit down and go talk to a therapist, he got to really talk that shit. He can't just be in there talking about some So, how was your day today? Or how was your week? I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I want to hear, yo, what's up, little man? Man, I ain't no little man. I'm a man, bro. Who you talking to? I say less, King. What's good with you? You see what I'm saying? I, the I, I get is, you. The, the kid is immediately engaged, like, yo, what the? Okay, oh, what's good? Yo, what you mean? Did it? And they go. As far as the adults are concerned, right? I speak mm-hmm. to I speak to black men, I speak to black women. I always ask them this before we get into session. Do you prefer the clinician or do you want that blackity black? <laughs> that black black. Oh, bro, I'm telling you, anytime I am in session, I ask them. That's the first thing I ask them. I'm like, hey, 
I can give you either or. I can give you the abrupt, okay, let's talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. Let's talk about gestalt therapy. I can do all of that. That's fine. Or do you want the real representation of what I do, the neighborhood therapist? Because if I turn that neighborhood therapist on, you're going to be in here crying because you're going to be self-reflecting. You're going to be doing some mindfulness. We're going to be doing some solution-focused mm-hmm. free therapy. It's still clinical, but it's a little taste of the uh, You know what I mean? I feel you. <laughs> Yo, that's a t-shirt slogan, bro. Keep that in mind. Facts, 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 facts. But I think that the misre- there's no representation of black men in the field. So a lot of the black boys that look at it, they look at it as always oh, feminine. And that's a part of that toxic masculinity that's out there as well. They're like, oh... That's for ladies, man. That's weak. That's soft. Man, if you meet me, you know I'm the furthest thing from butter roll soft, man. If you put your hands on me, we got to get it. You understand? Word. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm one of the most peaceful, loving people you could meet. You may not hear that from the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I really do enjoy what I do, man. And I want to tell this to all the young Black men watching and all the Black men watching in general. Therapy is okay, man. And you're not here to be judged. If you get the right therapist, I promise you it'll change your life. Now, now what you're saying all that, and now what you're saying all that, and explaining explain that uh, you want to be the representation. Uh-huh. What life experiences that you believe led you to become the psychotherapist? I lost count. Mm. I'm, I'm striving not to conjure up tears even thinking about that because you you just asked me a deep ass question, bro. Um, damn, man, bro, I've I've seen death. I've been in a room where I stopped a female from being raped. Um, I've been close to going to jail. I've been shot at. I've mm-hmm. been cut, you know what I'm saying, with a knife, mm-hmm. things like that. I've even died before from the, the that concussion. Um, I've been around prostitutes. I've been around people that were on drugs. I've had conversations with people on drugs while they were doing the drugs. I come from a single-parent household. My brother lost his mother young, that still is secondarily affects me. That's something I don't talk about. I've had a lot of life experience with chaos. If I'm summing everything up, I've had a lot of life experience with chaos. Chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I'm empathetic, I feel people's pain. I feel people's joy. Um, it's, It's something that I'm extremely great at, but it's a gift and a curse. Because I can sense when you're going through something and you not you haven't even spoken a word. All you said was hello, and I already know from the door something was bothering you, and I feel it. I ain't even gonna lie, bro. There's plenty of times you called me and I wasn't even trying to talk to no one, and you knew something was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna fret about that. Yeah, man. You know, um. Like I said, this is this was not my first love. I think it's just kind of how the marketing situation was for you, bro. It's you you can only spend your life running from your purpose 
for so far, so long. Yep. Until whatever it is that you believe in calls you home to do your job. Yeah. And, and it's just that simple. Um, my life experience has prepared me for this. And I think I have a one-up on a lot of uh, psychotherapists because of it. That doesn't make me better than them. It just helps me bring a different element to the psychological mm, world. I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah. And, it, and and don't get me wrong. It turns off a lot of people. I've had a lot of clients say, oh, well, mm, I don't think we're going to work out. And I tell them, hey, that's not a problem. Let me point you in the right direction of a therapist that's best for you. Because at the end of the day, bro, that's what it's about. I just want to help. Yeah. yeah I, it don't have to be with me. Because I don't want to be miserable talking to you either. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, people, people don't talk about the baggage they got to bring home with it. Yeah, well, you know, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to turn it off, but it is what it is. You know, you, you got to practice safe um, safe transfers. You, you don't want to do counter-transfers. And what counter-transfers is basically you're going into a session and you're unloading on the client instead of the client unloading uh-huh. their issues on you. You definitely do not want to do that. So you kind of got into this a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Can you um, develop more onto this, um, add more? Um, basically, uh, the stigmas about your field. There's not enough money to do it. I don't need counseling. I have Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. I, I know, I know, I know. I heard that one. I've heard that one. Um, I'm not about to sit on somebody's couch and talk about my problems. I got my mama for that. I got my homies for that. Um, I'm not about to go talk to white people about my problems just for them to judge me. We have the ever so infamous. What happens here stays here. Right. Even though what happened here is affecting us on the outside of here and ultimately will affect other people outside of this house. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Hush, hush. We can't talk about it. But for some reason, we don't see the issue with that. That's a stigma. And the biggest one that really pisses me off is I'm not crazy. I don't need counsel. In my opinion, I would always say everyone's a little crazy. (laughs) <laughs> you know, my, my, my catchphrase is hey man relax we're all crazy somewhere yep you know it's not a it's not a race we all a little crazy but that 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 whole word is just it's nasty it's toxic we need to we need to we need to get rid of it mm-hmm. but those are some of the stigmas surrounding it i'm pretty okay. sure there's more i mean you know i'm not the the source of stigmas but exactly. yeah <laughs> And with that, as a therapist, do do you believe in counseling yourself? I, I think you've already answered that, but mm, initially, no, I did not. Okay, I came from the the, the stigma category. That's I think that's why I'm so uh, so great at it. Okay, because I was one of those people like, bro, you crazy? Sir? I'm not about to go sit in front of no fucking white person and tell them what I'm going through. What what are you going to do for me if I tell you I have nightmares about 
homeboy that I just watched get smoked in front of me. Mm. What are you going to tell me about the nightmares that I have holding on to my homeboy as he lay lifeless in my arms? Mm. What are you going to tell me as a therapist? Again, this is my thinking as a youth about, and I've never shared this before, but I'm going to go ahead and lay it out there. Your cousin coming home from jail and telling you, yo, I can't find a job. I'm sorry, cuz. I'm going to have to sell these drugs, man. I'm going to have to get it. But don't tell granddaddy. Don't tell uh... His dad was alive. He didn't even say, don't tell my dad. He, oh, he jumped and said, don't tell granddad. Because granddaddy was going to get on that ass. You, I already told <laughs> that grandfather was. He did not play them games, bro. What am I going to tell a therapist that I didn't tell my grandfather? And I have to, as, as a youth, again, as a youth, I've, I've worked through these issues, but as a youth, a week later, after my cousin telling that, telling that he was gunned down in Patterson. Mm. Rest in peace, Estop. Love you, sir. That's something as a as a youth I had to deal with that because I'm like, if I would have told my grandfather, would my cousin still be alive? Mm-hmm. As a youth, you telling me that somebody from another you or a therapist in general is going to understand that type of pain? I doubt it. You can sit there and tell me you sympathize and you empathize with me all day. I don't believe you. Were you raised in the hood? Well, no, but, you know, I, I, I can only imagine. You're right. You can only imagine. So, yeah, I had a stigma about counseling and therapy. Hell, no, that shit is pointless. It's a, it's a waste of time, Mike. Waste of time. You don't know what you don't know, though. Yeah. As I went through graduate program, my, my thought process changed on it because I seen it, what I was doing to people. Mm. I was changing lives. And yes, most of the people were from the suburbs, but I did get my occasional little people that walked up in there that did not want to be there, Mike, because mm. they were on probation. And it was a requirement of their probation to be there. Yeah. And they're being able to like, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't want to talk to you. Mm. I say less. So I'm going to just stare at you for the next 45 minutes to an hour. And they look at me like, oh, who is he talking to? Yeah, bro, I get busy, too, with my mouth. I'm from the same, <laughs> same hoods that you from, bro. And what happens is their guard starts to go down because they're like, yo, I feel comfortable. I'm literally speaking to somebody that gets it. Mm-hmm. Right there is when my mindset changed. And I was like, you know what? Therapy is so necessary because I was seeing the change within so many people that was in the hood that lived the similar lifestyles that me and you have lived. And they were getting through it, man. And I was like, damn, this shit works, man, if you got the right person. Yeah. So, yes, to answer your question, long story short, yes, I believe in it. I do believe it works if you have the right person, though. I got you. I got you. Now, with all that you said and has taught us, me and, me and the listeners, any gems you learned on the way, bro? For the therapists, people trying to become therapists or just therapy in general? I'm just everything. You can touch on any type of gem. Because I think we, we went through a lot, but 
I know you have gems for probably each each thing. So I'd say just just give us three gems for overall if if you can, if you think you can. Black boys, black girls. If you want to pursue being a psychotherapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, don't let anyone stop you. Don't let your imposter syndrome stop you. You are good enough. You're bold enough. You're brave enough. You're experienced enough. Your life decisions, your life story makes you qualified. No book, no piece of paper can tell you that you're an amazing psychologist, psychotherapist, social worker, licensed professional counselor. Nobody can tell you that. You just have to, that's something you have to be. That's my gym for you. Mm. Okay. That's deep right there. My my community. You hear it in my voice. Y'all have spoken to the super clinical individuals. Y'all seen them on TV. I am not that. I will never be that. I'm always going to address you respectfully, but I'm going to get in your ass if you start drifting away and running away from your problem. I'm going to hold you accountable. And people like me exist. We're here to help you. We're not here to beat on you. We're not here to make you feel worse than you feel. Seek the help. I can't tell you how many times I get on Facebook and I see people that I love or people that I know crying out for help. Mm. You know, and I and I try to I try to drop a gem so they'll catch it. You know, I might put up a meme or a post things like that. But everybody kind of looks at it as, oh, he's trying to stun on us. No, I'm trying to shed light. I'm trying to show hope. There's a light inside of that darkness. Mm-hmm. How you know? You know, the, the first reaction is, how do you know? Because I was there. Mm. It's just that simple. And if my life story don't mean nothing to you, that's fine. But for the people that know me, I'm talking directly to you. And the people that don't know me, I'm also talking to you. I really was in the streets. I really seen people die. I really seen the chaos things that you see on TV. No movies. Not for fun. That's how I grew up. Mom busting her ass trying to make ends meet with three kids. Mm. I really lived that life. I really have people around me that have lost their parents young. You're talking, you're listening to one of them. Mike B is here. That's a part of my trauma as well. Me as a psychotherapist, yes, I have trauma as well. But what I'm trying to explain to you is there is a light at the end of that tunnel. You got to fight for your life. If you are suicidal, fight for your life. There's so much life worth living. Fight Mm. for Those are my gems, bro. Thanks, bro. Those are some deep gems, too. Appreciate it, man. Deep gems, bro. Heard y'all listen. If at at this moment, I think if you didn't catch all that, you probably would need to rewind a little bit and go listen to that again. Those three gems that he gave you. Very important. 
very mindful and they're definitely truthful and helpful to our community far and wide. Thank you, brother. Of course. So, we, 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 we talked about it. We mentioned it a little bit earlier, the black community. Mm-hmm. So, with the black community, we've survived all these years without therapy. Why do we need it now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to ask it, bro. <laughs> So are you saying we don't need it, or are you just asking why do we need it? I'm asking why do we need it, because I, I believe we do need it, my, myself. Okay. Ask the question again. Black community has survived all these years without therapy, and I guess when we when I'm stating without therapy is that we're not choosing to go get it, and we're brushing it off like you said, and we're saying it's uh, not for us. Why is now? Why now? Do we need it now? Basically. Fire session. All right, come on, bring it, bro. The point of life is to survive or to thrive. I don't want to just survive, man. I gotta thrive, bro. You understand? Yep. Your question to me is. We as a community have not gone to therapy for decades and we've been surviving. Tell me what survival looks like, Mike. Is it a motherfucking cops put on my neck until I can't breathe and I die? Is it walking into my home and killing my wife who's asleep? Mm. Is it trying to get into college and I can only get in because they need a percentage of black students? Mm. Is it redlining my motherfucking community? Tell me what survival looks like to you, Mike. Do I really want to survive or do I want to thrive and prosper? That's your answer. We need therapy because we need to change our mindset. We need to stop calling each other niggas and bitches and kings and queens. Change. It's all in the mindset. Because if I'm sitting here saying, what's good, my nigga, that's what it is. I understand nigga came from niggas and all. I understand the positivity behind it. I do. I know that they twisted and whitewashed it. I get it. Okay. That doesn't change the fact that right now in 2020, it has a negative connotation to it. If I can change my mindset and call you peace, brother, peace, king, my mind and my body is going to fully embrace that and believe that so that every time I see you, I come in peace. That's why we say peace. That's why mm-hmm. when I'll be like, yo, peace, bro, what's good? I'm coming in peace. I mean that. And then if you say that enough, you believe it. Repeti- re- re- uh, repetition. Yeah. So, no, I'm not out here trying to survive. And I don't think the rest of the black community need to be out here survive. We did all of that shit already. Our ancestors did that already. They marched and survived by getting attacked by motherfucking dogs, sprayed down with hoses. I'm not trying to survive no more. I want it. And big homie Tupac said, when we get enough and we knock on the door and you don't answer, you don't let us in. We knock a little harder and you don't let us in. When we get tired of knocking and we kick that motherfucker in and we demand to thrive, we demand, hey, 
We need accountability in our communities. We need to go to therapy because we got a lot of healing. Mm. Post-traumatic slave disorder. Mm. Huh? Mm. Go ahead, bro. You preaching. Yeah, man. That's that's my answer to that, bro. And you know, I'm not coming at you. I'm just getting my fire session. I really no, no, no. Go ahead, like bro. The black community needs to come on. Let's get it. Let's get it together. Let's sit down with a brother or sister and let's have therapy. Let's have a conversation. Now, let me make this very clear. You may not get it on the first try. The first black male or female therapist that you sit with, y'all may not connect. I don't want you going into it thinking, yo, this is going to solve all my issues. It's going to solve all my problems. Some therapists ain't built for you. Just like I know I'm not built for every black man and black woman in America. I know that for a fact. Yep. But for the ones that I am built for, I'm here. I'm waiting on you. It's just that simple. That's my answer, bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, how do black therapists fight against the propaganda put against them in the black community and also generally? Blacks will see another Hughes, but other Hughes will not see a black therapist. Um, it's a bigger issue. It's a bigger issue. The, the issue more is we as a black therapist community have to come together and stop taking shots at each other. Okay. Now I'm talking about some stuff that people are afraid to speak about. You oftentimes will have black therapists speak on other black therapists won't say their name, but they just basically take shots at them and be like, well, you know, you need somebody needs to check into their licensing board because I don't think they're ethical and things like that. We need to get to a point where we're pulling each other to the side and holding each other accountable. If you have an issue with a black therapist, let them know. Get up in their DM box, call them, hold each other accountable. That's the first step, right? Mm-hmm. If we come together as black therapists, there's nothing the world can do with us. There, there is no amount of propaganda that you can spew out there because it's the same thing as pooling the black money together. If we decide that we're only going to purchase black and we don't purchase anything else, the economy stops. Mm. So the media perpetuating there are only white therapists, that stops. If black therapists come together and promote our own thing, no hatred amongst each other. There's no jealousy because you only can see a certain amount of clients per week. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? There's only so many hours in a day. Yeah. So it's enough to go around. So if we come together, we can destroy the propaganda. And along with the propaganda, we can destroy the stigma. Yeah. Where you in that, bro? And as far as other Hughes not visiting us, eh, you know, I, that's my response to it. Eh, you know, that's that's your choice. That's that's your that's how you feel. Maybe we just don't work for you. But as far as black clients going to see other Hughes and not giving black therapists a chance, oh no, that's a problem. 
And I don't have the solution for it other than hear me very clearly when I say this. Y'all need to stop disrespecting the black therapist because we's be tired. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) We only going to take so much disrespect. Come on up in here. Come get that old school feeling. And come get that psychoeducation like you need it. Because we got you. Mm. Blackity black. Black, 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 blackity black. (laughs) Come on, man. Ooh. I think we talked talked about a lot, bro. Yeah. But I think it's time to introduce uh our listeners to our a new segment that we we thought of. Hmm. The Great Debate. Oh snap. <laughs> oh snap. Is it really a great debate if we agree? Or do we disagree on it? I don't. I don't know, but I think any with any great debate, there's things you can agree on, things you can disagree on. But like I always try to say, there's so much gray in the middle. True. That we gotta. True. That you gotta talk. True. All right. Well, come on. Let's go with it. As a black community. Hmm. Are we taking care of our own mental health? I, I, and hmm, I would say my opinion. No. At this point in time. I don't think we're taking care of our mental health like I don't I really I really don't think we are because I really don't think we're taking it as serious as it needs to be. And like I know mental health has been coming out left and right more often the last the few, popular thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last few years. But honestly, I don't think as a community we're taking it very seriously at this point. I'm inclined to agree with you. There's there's no debate. On that part. There's no debate. Okay. So let's go let's go here with it. When addressing the black health stigma in the black community, will it help solve our problems as a people? I'll go first. Go ahead, man. Yes. <sighs> So, it's that simple. Yes. I'm going to repeat the question. Yeah, go ahead. Will addressing mental health stigma in the Black community help solve our problems as a people, as a community, as a tribe? The answer is yes. What's your answer? I would love to say and fully engulf myself and say yes all the way through. Uh-oh. But I feel like there's no... There's, there's a side of no that needs to be spoke on. Here. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike, don't do this, man. Don't do this. Don't. <laughs> it's the great debate segment. We gotta... We gotta... We gotta... 
Point. Mike, we've been doing good for all these episodes, man. <laughs> oh, man. Are you serious? Bro, I'm not saying it's not going to help. Okay. That's not what I'm But I don't think it's the only thing that's going to help solve our problems entirely. Oh, I mean, if you put it like that, then yes. But I think it is the major thing. I think it's at the top of the list. It's number one to me. I got to think. All right, give, give me two seconds. I got to think about that. Okay, while you think about that, I'm going to bang you on top of your head. Because if it's a debate, I'm taking you out of here, bro. Go Sweep ahead, him bro. Up, get him a body bag. He's done. Okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm thinking. Listen, if you change your mindset, you change your life. Period. That's it. So if the black community comes together and change the way that they see each other, they decide to change the way that they eat, change the way that they work out, change the way that they worship nature and take care of one another, the whole collective mindset changes because we are what we see and what we produce around each other. So, excuse me, if all I've seen is rap music glorifying, gangbanging, killing people, and having sex with chicks, mm-hmm. as a kid, that's all I want to do. But if we change the agenda, I'm not saying rap music is wrong. I grew up on it. But if we change the agenda and be like, yo, look, that's one side of things. That's cool. But that's for entertainment purposes. But can we get back to fight the power? Fight the power. You see what I'm saying? I you change, it, change the mindset. And music comes from a mindset. People were producing poetry within lyrics. So if you change the mindset of a people, hell yeah, it's going to solve our problem. Because what comes next is that we immobilize, we get the medicals going, we get our politics going, we get our money together, because we got a whole different changed mindset. But that's my opinion, Mike. Where you at with it? Where's your, where's your middle ground, uh, gray area no coming from? I want to hear this. I feel like, yeah, that's a, that's a great component. And now, hmm. come on, bro. So I can zip up the body back, bro. Come on. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, the mental, mental. Yes. I, see, I'm not disagreeing that the mental is not a big part of it. I just, for some reason, I can't see it being. The only thing that we need to address to solve the black community problem as people. Give me two others. Because I I get what you're saying with once we change the mindset, we start immobilizing and We start doing other things to get us to that point, like the politics and all the good stuff. Tell me what comes over mental health, bro. It's not so much that it comes over it. I think we have to do things simultaneously. Um, when we when we get to that point, because everyone's not going to come over with the mental health piece. 
and at some first. and some people will be left. Ain't no at first. No, no, no. Yeah. Let me make let me make this very okay. clear, okay? Okay. Because a, a lot of people want to do the whole sensitive thing. Well, everybody, come along, come along. No, 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 no. Some people will be Who's left, be left? Yes. waiting. Yeah. You understand? If yeah. you don't decide that, listen, ah, right, you know what? Enough is enough, Mike. Okay. Go ahead. There is a spiritual awakening happening right now. Yes, there is. Definitely. If you are black, if you identify with black, you feel it. You can yep. run from it as much as you want to, but you feel it. Oh, of course. Are you going to continue to run from it and be left by the wayside? Or are you going to embrace it and go? achieve what it is you've been put here to do the generation that is here right now 2020 the best of us the best of us okay let me be honest the best of us have left us they're gone yeah we've lost some great people yeah in 2020 now the rest of us that are here we got some big shoes to fill that requires us Tapping in spiritually and mentally. So if I'm on, if I'm even going to sway to your side, I'm gonna say the only thing that goes over mental health is spirituality. Okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But you can't. But you. But, 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 but I'm gonna still put you in a body bag. You're gonna get this of work, course. like my man Lodi wants to say. You're gonna get this work, Mike. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro. You can't you can't get into your spiritual bag without changing your mindset. Mike, it's over, bro. Take this L, fam. Please take this L. Somebody zip him up, put his ass in the cooler, okay, and ask him, does he want cremation or in the ground, or would he like to be planted as a tree? Somebody ask this man, please. You can put me in a body bag for that question, though. Come on, bro. Hey man, so so what's up, man? You you good? Oh no, you good, man. Having the conversation, bro. Yeah, it, it, it's healthy debate. Come on now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, I guess why don't why don't black men take mental health seriously in our community? <laughs> um, they got a they got a nice word floating around, a nice little phrase called toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, I personally don't care for it. I understand where it comes from. It, it is, it does have some uh, evidence base behind it. Um, I guess you got to put make a word for everything that you don't understand. You know, that's what I, Yeah, yeah. But if if we're gonna answer that question bluntly, I guess that's the for lack of a better term, toxic masculinity. Um, and what that is is basically everything you've been taught about masculinity about being a man is toxic so um you got to have sex with as many girls as possible toxic if somebody disrespects you you got to beat their ass toxic um don't cry about it be a man toxic all of the things that make a man a man historically are considered toxic so Black men have to look at that and go, okay, so I've been living a lot. I'm not supposed to swing my meat and be like, what's good, baby? What's up? What you trying to do tonight? That's toxic? Um, 
yeah, he got a mental health issue, bro, because he's stuck between am I a man's man or am I coming on too hard? So now a female is looking at me as a predator. Mm. And then on top of that, I'm walking around in life knowing that the world don't give a fuck about me. And then on top of that, I'm beefing with my black woman. What? Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. She's supposed to be my queen. She's supposed to be my rock. And I'm beefing with the women that look like me. Mm. On top of that, I'm walking around different areas and I see another black brother and he don't nod. He might want to kill me. That nigga looks suspicious. He's trying to harm me. <laughs> All of that is going on in a black man's psyche. On top of him going to a job that don't give a fuck about him. Sure. And they, they pile up a bunch of work on him. Oh, you need to have that done by the end of the day. Fam, why you bro. don't have why you don't have Zach do it, bro? I I need some help. I need about three hands on this. Oh no, 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 no. You're strong, right? It's called drowning in work. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to give us no help. <laughs> give you no help. And then you gotta come home. You're tired. You probably got kids. You probably got a wife, or you probably got a girlfriend. You got probably be a mama or a mistress for some of y'all. What I said, what I said. I don't. I, don't, I know I don't, you said what you said. I don't run from smoke. You know me. Listen. <laughs> and then you got to deal with her asking certain questions. Well, man, why you ain't do this? Why you take up trash? That takes a toll on a black man's mental health, bro. Even if he loves you to, to the moon and back, the simplest thing. A woman can do will set off a black man because he had a terrible day because he had to walk outside before he even got outside he had mm-hmm. to take a breath listen let, let, let me, i'm gonna do something and you tell me if i'm right when you wake up and get ready to go to work do you do this <sighs> all right i gotta get at it i do actually i take that deep breath you know how i know that <laughs> how because all black men Regardless if you identify with black men, yeah, I'm talking to some of you mixed breeds that feel like you're more white than black. Mm. The world still see you as what you are. And you know that in your soul. So every day you got to put on your armor. That's what that is. You, you're taking a breath to put on that armor to go into a world that's throwing darts at you, poison at you taking gunshots at you. And while we on the topic, let's talk about the mental health of driving and the police swerve and come behind your car. You was a a black man. That that feeling of your heart dropping to the pit of your stomach. It don't mean you scared. Don't get confused. The neighborhood therapist ain't scared. But I'm I'm actively understanding that I could lose my life with the the next transaction. If yep. I'm not if I'm not careful. Every black man in America experiences that feeling when the police get behind them. And if they say they do not, they are oblivious and I don't believe them. And I want them to at me at the neighborhood there. And I'm going to call you for what you are. You are a liar. Mm. Uh, yeah. And it could be coming home from anything. Anything. You could be coming home from church. 
<laughs> Brother, man, listen. Black men don't take yeah. mental health seriously because they, yeah. they have way too much going on in their brains for them to even consider that, hey, maybe I'm under pressure. Yep. Maybe I'm dealing with this and I need someone to talk. But I'm mm-hmm. listening, bro. Go ahead. Nah, quick story. You know me and my brother's mime. Well, we don't mime as much anymore now. Mm-hmm. But when we were at our height, we mimed at a church event. Keisha let her borrow her car at that time. Hmm. On our way back home, and you know, this is this is when we lived in T-Neck for a little bit. Oh. Coming from Hackensack. Lord have mercy. Yeah. We stop at a stoplight. Car is not moving. Okay. My little brother's in the back seat. He opens the door to spit. Now, the car not moving. We at the red light. Uh-huh. He spits. Mm-hmm. And closes the door. Light turns green. Mm-hmm. I start to pull off. I'm looking in my back mirror. I noticed that the cop car was sitting behind us at the light. The whole time? The entire time. Wow. Here's the crazy thing. Didn't turn on the sirens or anything when we were at the light. Did you have that heart drop experience I just uh, explained? Bro, I'm in my head. I'm already in like, is he really about to pull us over? Mm-hmm. Is he? Is he? Because you know they follow you for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they run the place. They follow you <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. So right before we start to head to the border of Hagasek and T-Neck at a different light, the man turned his lights on, pulls us over. So, you know, my brother's, one of my brothers is getting frustrated. I'm not going to name him. I already know. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, calm down. Let me talk to him. I got it. I'm like, hey, officer. How you doing, sir? Uh, how can I help you? Do straight up try to come for us from the rip. You had your door open while you was driving. While I was driving. Didn't I say I was stopped at the stoplight? Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people don't got the finesse to hit, them, hit the cop with something like this. I go. So, Mr. Yeah, hey, Mr. Officer. So, yeah, me and my brothers is just coming back from a church event. We were just at. Um, I don't know if you know the church. The church is on such and such block on this street. Uh, we actually, part of a mind group, we dance. We're just heading home. The man thought he was going to get an angry black man yelling at him. Mm-hmm. You know, his tone, his tone changed just like that instantly because he couldn't pull us over for anything else. Right before he leaves, he goes, he looks in the back seat to see where my brother's at. He's like, yeah, uh, you guys can go. You in the back. Put your seatbelt on. Because I already know I pissed him off for the way I came at him. Mm. Does and that... I, and, I ain't even gotta, and I ain't even got to tell you what he was. You, we already know. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. But let me ask you this. If every black man were to respond in that manner, would we be safe with the in with the police reaction uh, interaction? It's not always a guarantee. 
and, and you ask me why black men need therapy. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a prime example. Yeah. That that could have traumatized somebody else. Yep. You maybe not, but another black man who ain't never ran into the law or nothing like that. That's traumatizing. Yeah. <sighs> this is this is a deep topic, bro. Yeah, bro. So before we get off here, let's let's end it off with this, this question. Okay. We both gotta answer this. Have you come to the realization that you needed therapy? And why have you or haven't you gotten it yet? <laughs> you, want, you want me or you go first? Man? Nah, I could go first because uh, you're the therapist. So, honestly, yes, I have realized that I've needed therapy. Um, as, you mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, I had trauma from losing my mom at a young age. Two, I had a I had a father who was living with me, but wasn't emotionally there. Mm-hmm. I'm old, and I don't think a lot of people know this about me. I always question why my life got to be this way, or mm. why I, I got to have certain things so hard. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, 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 I've had those questions, and I could have went. Totally left. <laughs> Absolutely. With with a different answer in my head, if I didn't think, is this making my mom proud? Mm, talk about it. <laughs> like that's one of the constant things that I know that goes on in my head is what I'm doing making my mom proud. Shout out to Mama B. God rest your soul. And. To be honest, I can say I've had counseling sessions. I don't think I've had therapy sessions at this point. Oh, can, you, and, can you explain that? Yeah, so after my mom died, my mm-hmm. school took notice. Surprisingly, school 13 took notice. And they actually brought me to the social worker. Oh, wow. And we, yeah. And, we, and I had sessions with a the social worker for a good while a good while and i guess since you know me i'm always a talker there was nothing wrong with me just opening up and talking about myself and what i was going through at that time uh-huh. so i guess that from just having that experience and talking out stuff i've always had like that second guess like all right maybe Everything is going to be fine. And I am going to make my mom proud, you know, mm-hmm. and answer those questions that I, I was asking myself internally. Um, but at this point in time, at this age, I still would get therapy now. The only reason I, I haven't is it's my insurance, you know, it fluctuates here and there, you know, not all insurances cover oh things like God. that. How, so, did we, how did we miss that? Keep going, though. I'm, you know what? Now y'all can't get off the episode because now I gotta explain the insurance thing, yep. and then we'll get off. But go ahead, Mike. Yeah, but to be yeah, to be quite frank, like that that financial pieces, financial piece was probably an issue for me at certain points. Mm-hmm. But but I do have my boy who's a therapist, but I don't know if I could go to him because he already know me. <laughs> so speaking about that, the answer is no. 
Exactly. Um, et- ethically, you're, you are not supposed to see family. You're not supposed to see associates, uh, business associates, things like that. Um, but there's no law against me dropping gems randomly. Yeah. In but you do. What you do. <laughs> and that's the funny thing is yeah. we have our conversations and when you drop some gems, sometimes it opened my eyes out to different things. And I appreciate you for that, bro. Come on, man. Got you, brother, man. Love is love, King. Yeah, man. Um, before I answer that, um, I need y'all to understand something. So I understand that psychotherapy may be expensive. Actually, that's also one of the stigmas to it. It's too damn expensive. Um, we missed that. <laughs> that is the stigma, okay? I do understand that it is. it may be expensive, okay? But there are psychotherapists out there that offer sliding scales that you can get discounts on the counseling. You can use your insurance, and all you got to do is pay a co um, copay, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I need you to understand something, people, if you use your insurance, now this is going to scare a lot of people, but I got to keep it real. If you use your insurance, we as psychotherapists have to diagnose you with something. That mm-hmm. means. On your health record, there will be a diagnosis attached to you because you used your insurance, which is why a lot of psychotherapists say we don't take insurance. Come in, pay a full fee, or pay our sliding scale fee, and we'll take care of you, okay? Here's what I'll tell you, okay? Because I don't see the price of psychotherapy going down as it shouldn't because we should be compensated for the amazing yes for the amazing job that we do and we help change lives you understand and i'm speaking as a psychotherapist but i'm also speaking for the the clients because i was on that side as well i know what that feels like stomach touching you ain't got the bread to to go to counseling go sit and talk to somebody that's the way you think about it anyway Mm -hmm. here is my solution for you the past episode, we talked to you about generational wealth and the black dollar. Investment. Therapy is an investment. You're saving up money to buy the new pair of J's when you can save that money up to go take your ass to counsel. Mm. And, get, and get the investment, the help that you need to take that mind, that new renewed mindset, that new hustler's mindset that you got now ain't going to make even more money because you're healthy, you're happier, you're seeing things more clearly. You don't have tunnel, nasty, toxic vision. That is why my rebuttal to everybody telling me they cannot afford therapy. Do not get it confused. I understand their bills. I know what that feels like. Some are growling, you can't eat certain things. But if you can, go reach out to a black therapist. Tell them your situation. I'm telling you, if they really about this therapeutic lifestyle, helping our black people, they're not going to turn you away. They may not take you, but they're going to point you in the right direction. And even if that don't work out, I'm telling you right here at the neighborhood therapist. Hit me in my DMs. I'm known for this. I don't care if you're in Arkansas, New York. I now I won't be able to counsel you directly. I only can deal with Texas. And right now I'm on a limited waiver with New Jersey. But if you are in another state, I know a lot of therapists in a lot of states. Hit me up. I got you. I know therapists in other countries. I know therapists in Ireland, bro. 
no, 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 no flukes, bro. I know that was in Ireland, bro. Hit me up. Just say, yo, look, I'm going through this, this, X, Y, and Z, man. You know, I need help. Yo, look, I can't personally help you, but let me point you in the right direction. Let me do some work for you. I know most therapists are like, man, you crazy. I ain't taking down that. But listen, man, this is what I do. This is what I'm passionate about. I'm here for it. Hit me up. I'd rather you hit somebody up than you leave this earth prematurely. Mm. That's a deep, deep quote, deep gem right there, bro. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. You know, look at therapy as an investment. Even if you feel like you can't afford it, build the money up. And even if you can't do that, reach out. Just reach out. Reach out to a therapist and, and get their outlook on it. Our job is to help you. Period. That's it. All right. In closing, did I come to the realization that I need therapy? And why have I gotten it or haven't I got it? That's the, that's, that's the question. Yeah, man. Hurt people help people. I, yeah. know they say, I know they say hurt people hurt people, but that's not me. Hurt people are phenomenal at helping people. The best helpers are people that have been hurt. So I don't want to go. I don't, I'm, I'm doing what I told you not to do, answering in Jesus' parables. But <laughs> yes, I need therapy. Absolutely, through and through, man. Um, like, I, it's there's nothing to even talk about. I don't have to go any deeper than that. Yes, I, I, I feel everybody needs therapy. And if you don't want to do therapy, do counseling. Just do about eight sessions, and then refresh every six or seven months, and just go see counseling. Have I gotten it? No. Mm. Why haven't I got? It's not a. It's not a matter of money. It's not a matter of insurance. It's a matter of I haven't found. I've been searching. I haven't found anyone that I believe can take it there. Mm. Because I know my temperament, and I need someone that's not going back down. You can't. Be, you hear how I come off on the podcast? Yeah. I'm semi like this with my clients. My clients love it, but they always cry every other session. But it's always in catharsis cry. Uh, catharsis mm-hmm. is when you're releasing those emotions, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I need a therapist that's going to take me there the way I take my clients there, but times 10. Mm. Because only because I'm a therapist, I'm able to control a lot of the things from my past that I've dealt with and steer them in the right direction and compartmentalize and put those in the right boxes. But there's going to come a time I got to come face to face with that, that man, excuse me, that boy. There's a little boy. You understand? Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, a, there's a little boy that has seen a lot that has dealt with a lot and he's been ignored for too long. You can only ignore a child so long before they have a tantrum. You understand? So as a therapist, I understand that. I I need a therapist fast. Um, Another issue with it is a lot of the therapists you run into, they want to click up and they want to be colleagues. So it gets hard because now they can't be my therapist. (laughs) So I'm, I'm, I'm searching for it, man. And it should be easier. I'm in the age. Houston was good. If you hear this and you are a black 
I think I need a black female therapist. I'm not gonna lie to you. A black male therapist can't really do nothing with me, unfortunately. Um, because unless they bring it like I bring it, I'm open to it. But I think I'm gonna need a black female therapist because, again, going back to my Keisha conversation, I believe the black woman is the highest of high, and they gonna hold you accountable, and you ain't gonna be able to back down. Because once they lock onto you, that's it. It's a wrap. You got to take that smoke, or you got to run out of the end. Yeah. That's why I love my black queen. <laughs> so if you, if you are a black psychotherapist and you're in the Houston area or you're just in the Texas area, we could do um, telehealth due to the COVID and things like that. Um, I'm open to it. I've been researching for sure, for sure. You know, I got to be honest about mine. But yeah, I definitely need it, bro. Definitely. All right. And with that, I would like to say this. People, if you enjoyed this episode and you want more information, like he said, he gave out his handle earlier, but I'm also giving you our podcast handle because we do read the DMs. Oh, for sure. And a lot of love, too. So that's BMM, once again, underscore podcast on Instagram. That's BMM underscore podcast on Instagram. And then on Facebook, you could just type in Black Man Misunderstood. We do have a Facebook page now, people. So you can find us. We're building. We're building. Like I told you before in the last episode, you got to come up with a marketing plan. So we build it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You got any that, final thoughts? Final thought? Yeah. Mental health is a, a, is a, is a huge topic that I think the black community need to and put their arms around more because it it would be a big help yeah. even though i you know i've had some other thinking sometimes that it's not always the only thing but it is a big thing it definitely is yeah. um and yeah we need to embrace it and truly truly look at ourselves and be like will it help and do we need it and to to that, I think our answer is yes. Yeah. My 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 final thoughts would be, again, we we need to get tired of surviving. We need to get to a place where we want to thrive as a community, and we want better for our children, our nieces, and our nephews, and everything that comes after us. And yep. please, 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 stop being so damn judgmental, man. It's unnecessary. If Mike is on right now and he winning, I'm winning. Because guess what? If Mike doing what he's supposed to do, he going to reach out. Hey, yo, bro, I got in a good place. This, this, and this. All right, bro, come on. It's time for you to get you on. That's the community mindset, black community. Let's get back to that. Let's stop being so greedy. But with, with that comes... Don't dig in my pockets while I'm trying to come up, family. Let me get there first so that I can send down a ladder. Excuse me, an escalator. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. It's taking a toll on us. Mental health is taking a toll on us. We got to come together. We got to get serious about this or we will perish. Mm Mm-hmm. People perish with a lack of knowledge. Yes, sir. Mm. And with that, 
I bid you adieu. Peace out, folk. Love is love. Bro, those are two fire conversations. <laughs> you ain't even stop recording. Oh, I gotta stop recording. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? You ain't even stop. Yo, what is that actually gonna do for Blooper? Sound, sound, sound.